everyone. Welcome to another episode of One Ball Too Many, where we are going to take a look at the week that was in the NFL, and then look ahead to the week that's going to be. And we're going to uh, get right into week two today, talking about our daily fantasy picks, looking at the DraftKings platform, but also looking at our uh, straight up picks, so game picks as well. But before we get to that, just some quick housekeeping items. Uh, you know, we do this for you, for the fans. So please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at ob2m and Wombal Too Many, and don't hesitate to email us as well. We're available by email at hello at ob2m.com, and that's the number two in the email. And of course, uh, please subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all major platforms, anything from Google Play Music to iTunes to Pocket Casts to CastBox to SoundCloud, of course, is our main platform as well. So please subscribe, send us some questions, and we'll be happy to hear from you soon. And, uh, you know, without further ado, now that the housekeeping is out of the way, let's uh, jump right into it. Let's go into uh, this week's episode, but uh, we're not going to quite get to week two. We're going to talk about week one a little bit because a lot of you that started following us on Instagram saw that we put up some last minute Sunday daily fantasy picks for DraftKings. So we put those up on Sunday morning and uh, it's always great to look at the analysis kind of a couple hours in advance or a couple days in advance, but you know, we start doing our research late in the week. So come Sunday morning, it's the last tweaks that came up. So this past Sunday, we sent you some picks. I think there's four picks that Marcus and I sent. And uh, between the two of us, we kind of came up with some sneaky plays, some plays that maybe were under the radar. And uh, I think all four of them crushed. So hopefully we can continue that. But, uh, you know, I think looking at the... The picks, I think, Marcus, you said the, the Browns defense was the good one to go for, right? Yeah, like, um, for all of our fans out there, I'm a bit of a weather nerd. So, like, you know, I saw that remnants of this hurricane coming up the East Coast. And, you know, I told Patrick, you know, it's going to be a messy day. So, let's go with that Cleveland defense. Ben Roethlisberger's his splits are terrible on the road. And you got that, uh, you know, just a wet and windy day. So, I thought Cleveland could surprise, and they did. So, you know, they got – I think they put up, like, 5, 7x on, on DraftKings. So, you know, they pay for themselves yeah. at minimum value. And then, They had six uh, turnovers, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, Ben had five picks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and Carlos Hyde goes hand-in-hand hand with that Cleveland defense. He did mm-hmm. manage to get a touchdown at the end of the day. It wasn't looking good. He was the last one of our four picks that we needed to hit. and um, But he did get that touchdown at the end of the day. He came through. Um, you, you, you know, you're a Patriots fan. You were hyping up Philip Dorsett all week and, uh, he was pretty cheap and, uh, he got a touchdown as well. And then yeah. John Ross was the last guy we were talking about. We, uh, I think a theme that we're going to see this, this year actually, is we're just going to pick on that Colts secondary mm-hmm. as much as we can. So John Ross, he's a speedster that Indianas- Indianapolis secondary is not very good. And he was able to actually, it was funny that his touchdown wasn't, wasn't a deep bomb. It was like a three yard touchdown. So he didn't get the touchdown the way we thought he would, but yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. So we were four for four. Yeah. And I, I think um, it was a pretty good week for us. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was good. So hopefully, you know, we're, we've had a good chance to analyze, you know, the Wednesday and Thursday have come out. What we're Sunday. Obviously, we got you know Big Ben's news. Is Roethlisberger going to play? 
that guy's so dramatic that even though he's he's got an elbow injury, he's missed practice, he's nursing his ice his elbow, all of a sudden he's gonna pop up on Sunday. He's a hundred percent. So uh, that's, that's just I, what Ben does. You know, that's, he that's what like does. he yeah, like he looks like he's out for the season, and then and then he's back in the the start of the half. Uh, Aaron Rodgers pulled a Ben Roethlisberger actually last week. So, yeah, all the Aaron Rodgers he, there, but you know, with the ACL is such yeah, they're so dramatic. These guys. Yeah, so, uh, so I, we'll I, I'm not putting any anything into that. I think Ben's still going to no. be fine. On, on I think he'll be fine too. But I mean, just in the off chance that you know Ben is not fine, you know, maybe we'll send some picks out on Sunday because I think if if Ben Steelers offense, right? Yeah, you got to so, maybe take Connor. You got to just a lot more. Yeah, pound. Con- uh, what's his name? Kareem Hunt, right? So, you know, before we get to DraftKings, maybe you want to just run down the week two games. We'll talk about our picks for the week first. The week two? Yeah, so, so we got uh, Thursday Night Football. That's going on. We already picked. Yeah, we already picked that one. So who do we pick for that one? Marcus, um, Marcus is chagrin. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say. We got we to gotta try to be unbiased and... You know, give you guys the best picks possible. So, you know, even though I live and breathe Ravens football, um, you know, those divisional matchups are always close, like Patrick said in the Instagram post. So if you guys want to check out our Instagram, you can hear our picks, our hot takes on, on like stuff that, that just has to happen earlier in the week that we can't get to before our podcast. Um, so, yeah, we picked a close game. Bengals at home. Um, they will win a close game. Yeah, I, I know Marcus is struggling really talking about this game, so I feel bad that I'm making him talk about this game. And, and to me, like I honestly not you know to rehash that uh, I you know the game's kicking off soon. I think we're recording this on Thursday night to uh, send this over to you guys Friday morning, so we can give you complete information. My philosophy with my picks, like I always say to Marcus, uh, in all the years that I've won pools, I just I I look at obviously the better team. I mean, that just goes. It's just common sense, but I also look at the dynamics. You know, home team, you know, when was the last game? If they play Monday night football and they're playing Sunday at 1 o'clock, they only have six days versus the other team has seven days to prepare. So these little nuances uh, that I look at as well. Uh, so looking at this week's Sunday games, I, I, I kind of broke it down to, you know, gold, silver, bronze, meaning, you know, the gold is like these are almost locks. Silver is pretty confident these teams are going to win. Bronze being, I'm pretty confident, you know, we're both pretty confident that these teams are going to win, but obviously it's kind of a coin toss a little bit too. So I think we had more consensus this week than last week, but uh, let's just go game by game. We'll spend a little more time on the games that are maybe coin tosses and uh, less time on the lock, so to speak, games. But then again, as we saw last week with, you know, week one, Everyone thought the Saints are going to win, and the Saints got completely destroyed by Fitzmagic. So, so who knows, really? I mean, hard to call anything a lock in the NFL, right? Yeah, except my Ravens did what they were supposed to do, and um, yeah, they they ended Peterman's career for basically um, <laughs> with that forty-seven to three win. So go Ravens! Uh, yeah, I, I forgot to give you a shout out for that because I was I was so nervous all week going into Sunday by all oh, the Ravens better win, they better win. We, and uh, yeah, your boys pulled it through. So, and then I feel bad. Now I went against them on Thursday night football. So, yeah. kind of a loyal person am I? The game was over after like four minutes. It was great. Yeah. It was glorious. I never see the Ravens blow people up like that. So, <laughs> it was fun to see. I didn't have to but watch the fourth quarter. Hit- like it was great. Like I usually I'm like on yeah. the edge of my seat in the fourth quarter, 
biting my nails, but like, like I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. It was great. Lamar Jackson did his work, whatever. It was a good game. Yeah, J- Justin Tucker didn't even have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, like a John, what did he, just some extra points and I like, think a field goal? Like, that was great. It was glorious. Yeah. No, it was, it was a, and, and then for, for whatever reason, the, the Bills sent out Josh Allen like a sacrificial lamb, right? Yeah, they sent him out to, I mean, his, his quarterback rating was like 30, I think. But Peterman was like point nine or nine or something. So like even though he got a thirty, he was still like loads like miles ahead of uh, Peterman. Yeah. No. So I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you to the Ravens. Helped us survive week one. A lot of uh, teams in our survivor pools got eliminated because they took they took the uh, the Saints, who were the, the very yeah. chalky pick. Yeah. And even the Packers almost got a lot of people eliminated too. It would have been great for us if the Packers had lost too. Yeah, um, I know. It was. It would have been a bloodbath, but. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers pulled a Ben Roethlisberger and came back in the game. Yeah. All right. So, I th- well, I think the Bears were just playing not to lose too, right? So I think they kind of put the foot off the pedal, so to speak. Yeah. They didn't have that killer instinct to, like, go for it. And then here we are in week two. We're picking the Saints to, to be your lock of the week. So God help us. I mean, you said a good point. A lot of people already picked the Saints. No. What did you say? Yeah, yeah, no, I said, yeah, I said a lot of people pick the Saints. So my kind of philosophy is I'll try to be psychological with this. I think a lot of people took the Saints last week. So unless you're going to take the Saints this week, I just can't see the Saints losing too straight in the Superdome. Yeah. I mean, they're a little bit of a flaky team, but no, I, I can't see them, especially the Browns. The Browns played essentially five quarters of like ground and pound in the rain football. So. Traveling to the Superdome, no, there's no way the Browns win. I saw a crazy stat the other day that teams that have forced like five turnovers in the last 10 years or something are like 300, four and one or something. And yeah. the Browns have two of those losses and one of those ties, which is insane. Like That, that, team, insane. that team is just cursed. That team is beyond cursed, yeah. Do we see Baker Mayfield this week, you think, or no? If it's a blowout, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a blowout. But I, I don't but, think it will be. But I think uh, Tyrod Taylor should do some damage, hopefully, and that's uh, we'll talk about that later with our picks, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get back to week two. So we, you know, pick the Bengals for tonight. Uh, so I'm going to run it down. I'm going to break it down again. Gold, silver, bronze. So uh, I'm going to just jump around a little bit. But I'll go to the locks, the games that we're not going to spend too much time on, because I'm sure we have consensus. So the Chargers traveling to Buffalo. I think Chargers win this in a landslide, right? Yeah, we were debating even having them as our lock. Yeah. Um, but we went with the Saints because of their, I guess, being at home. Yeah. And uh, so New Orleans, obviously, at home versus the Browns. Just talked about that. So the New Orleans Saints are going to win, in our opinion. And then the Los Angeles Rams are at home versus Arizona. And I think that one, again, not a lot of analysis to be needed. It's a what is it it's a minus 12 and a half spread at this point i mean roll rams i mean the, my my only thing with that game is is i think the game's gonna be over in two quarters and we may not see the starters come like the fourth quarter yeah and so i think that one what else i know the other gold game i mean i don't know this one you may not agree with fully marcus but uh the other one is the eagles are on the road they're coming off a 10 days rest they're on the road and they're playing the bucks oh yeah no i like that so I think there's no way the Bucks are going to win. Fitzmagic is not going to go like that guy plays one good game every 
couple like he plays four or five good games a year and i think he's had his one for a while so uh i don't see Fitzmagic having back-to-back weeks that are solid like that no i agree um philadelphia should probably win that pretty easily and then with our silver picks so i kind of say silver is like 75 percent. we're pretty confident on it atlanta is at home and again same principle as the eagles 10 days rest at home versus the panthers we like Atlanta. The spread is about minus six and a half right now. And uh, I think we're pretty confident in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Carolina's kind of beat up, but they lost Olsen. So Cam Newton's, his, yeah. his favorite weapon is gone. Um, Atlanta at home on huge rest, like you said. Yeah, I think they're a good silver pick. Yeah. And then I like the 49ers to win at home versus the Lions. Again, I think the Lions are going to be hungry to come and prove it. But I think again it's they played late monday night football they got the 11 daylights beat out of them by sam darnold and the jets i think jimmy garoppolo wants some revenge he's playing at home so i think the 49ers win this one yeah i mean i don't think i don't think it's going to be as close as you think it's going to be i think san francisco is going to demolish them um i don't think detroit's very good yeah i'm still high on detroit i just think as much as, I mean, I could sit here for the next hour, but I won't talking about Matt Patricia's deficiencies. But I don't know. I, I think the Lions defense still has Slay at cornerback. They, they have a decent front. I think they're not a great team, but I don't think they're this, you know, 0-16 team of a couple of years ago, right? Oh, no. Yeah, definitely not 0-16, but I don't think they're as good as people think they will be. And, I mean, they let Darnold in his pro debut on Monday Night Football just run wild on them. Yeah. Matt Patricia's a defensive guy. Uh, quote unquote. So yeah, quote unquote is the is the operative word there. Yeah, yeah. So his see. last two games, he's let Sam Darnold and Foles hang a hundred points on him combined. That's crazy. So, anyways, uh, what else? Silver pick. So Denver is at home. They're taking on the Oakland Raiders on a short week. So I like Denver. I think I think we both like Denver, right? Yep. And then my last silver pick that we kind of brought up was our Washington Redskins. Not ours. I don't know why they're ours. <laughs> they're not ours. <laughs> so there were the Washington Redskins at home, and they're taking on Andrew Luck and the Colts. Uh, I'm not a big believer of this Colts team. I think Andrew Luck is still a top 15 quarterback. I think maybe top 10 soon if he gets a little bit healthier. But I just like the Redskins. I love Alex Smith. Alex Smith is not great, not bad. He's steady Eddie take the Redskins. Is this one of the games, Marcus, you're talking about the weather is going to be a thing with the hurricane? I don't think so. I think Washington, like Washington is too far up in the East Coast. Um, like I was looking at the projected path of the hurricane and I know it's still pretty early, but it looked like maybe Tennessee if it goes far enough west. Yeah. Um, and Atlanta, but Atlanta's in a dome, so I don't think it'll impact Atlanta, but maybe people getting to the game, so I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe if if the infrastructure is not passable at what they'll do with the game, but I haven't really seen anything that'll. Do we know when it's supposed to land or has it already landed? I think it's already landed. Like it was supposed to be like late Thursday, which is like right now. So it's on the Carolina coast at the moment. Okay. And it, but it's very, very so slow moving. So it's probably like raining right now really badly, right? Yeah. And like high winds and, you know, just tornado weather, not tornado weather, hurricane weather. Hurricane weather. What about would it impact Florida, like where Jacksonville is and where Miami is? 
that's the thing. Like, it's it's already, like, in Carolina, right? So it's far north. It's a big storm system. So if it wobbles, if it goes south a bit, if it goes southwest, I think Jacksonville may because it's, like, on the east coast of Florida. But Tampa's kind of further south. And Miami's definitely too far south, I think. Yeah. And the Miami, I mean, they're playing at New York anyway, so it's that doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I was just thinking Miami because I always think, let's say you're a Miami Dolphins player, your family's at home, and you're on the road. I mean, your mind's going to naturally go to, oh, oh, goodness, my family, all my belongings, my loved ones are in Miami. You know, are they safe, right? So there's that distraction factor. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's kind of where I'm going with that. But, yeah, if it's not a big deal from Florida, then it's not going to play into it. Yeah, I don't think so. And Carolina's, you know, they're going to Atlanta. Um which would be the biggest city impacted, I think, would be Charlotte. But we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll post our thoughts on Sunday morning after we know for sure where yeah. what's going on with the weather. So it could have an impact on Carolina, even because it's in Atlanta, but also the, the distraction with the Panthers players, right? Yeah, for sure. Like this whole week up, like there was a mandatory evacuations and then, you know, dealing oh, with, with uh, securing all your belongings. And, but, I mean, that's one on the coast. But, you know, it's, it still must weigh on them somehow. Yeah. Well, Marcus is our resident meteorologist, so I'll, I'll, I'll trust your advice. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on Sunday. We'll, we'll send out a more accurate uh, analysis. All right. So there's so there's the weather with Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Subsection. Subsection. Yeah. This, this is gonna be the next OB two M podcast. Just the the weather with Marcus. I I could do that. Okay, okay, so let's uh, look at the my bronze picks. So kind of the 50-50. I have the Patriots traveling to Jacksonville. Again, weather really quickly. I looked at it, it's going to be a very humid, hot day in Jacksonville. I don't – like I say it's 50-50, and this is where I kind of want to have a little more, more discussion. My heart says Patriots, and even my brain says Patriots, just because, you know, like until Belichick and Brady show that, you know, they – are losing or they they can't go in and beat a top defense until I see they can't do it. I think I'm going to go roll Patriots. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have been talking a lot of trash. I think Ramsey has been talking so much trash that I think uh, as, as I'll talk about later of DraftKings, I think the Patriots are going to come out swinging, especially with Gronk and Brady. You know, it's not a game I would take the, to the bank. I mean, I'm like leaning 52% Patriots, 48% Jags. I think it's going to be like a 23-21 kind of game, but I can see Brady having a decent enough game for you know stats purposes too, but nothing really high scoring. But yeah. you can for sure convince me to take the Jaguars if you wanted to. I mean, Fournette didn't practice as well today, so you know that's mainly my thing. If Fournette plays, I think I would lean more towards the Jags. They almost beat, yeah. they almost went into Boston. Was it in Boston? It was in Boston, right? Last yeah, year. Yeah, it was in Boston last year. Yeah, they almost the won the championship. And they almost won um, in in January. So, like, yeah. I would, you know, now they're at home. If Fournette's healthy or at least able to play, I would lean towards Jacksonville. But as of right now, missing two games, you know, I, I, I say Patriots as well. But I'm not confident like you are as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, this is the one game on the schedule of the Patriots that I could see them losing. So, but I would say pick the Patriots. So it's a pick'em spread, so really you're not risking too much there. Uh, jumping ahead, another game that is kind of 50-50 for, for us is the Giants travel to Dallas. 
for me, I I like the Giants honestly. Like I, the Giants win in Dallas. I mean, Dallas I think is one of the worst road teams I could think of in recent memory, aside from like the Browns or the yeah even the I think the, the Bills are not even as bad as the Cowboys at home. I mean, the Cowboys just don't have a good home field advantage for whatever reason. I don't get it. And the Giants, I think, were close enough to Jacksonville. I think the Giants could eke out another NFC East battle. I think the Giants can win this one by a field goal or two. I don't like the Dallas offense. I mean, Dak Prescott has regressed. He doesn't have a healthy O-line. He doesn't have a number one receiver outside of, well, Cole Beasley's not a number one receiver. He's got no tight end. I like the Giants to win a close one. Um, I took the Cowboys, but like you said, those, as we said earlier, and we keep pounding is those divisional games, you know, they're always close. Anything can happen. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants won. We took them last week as well to win. Like, I think they are yeah. a little bit um, underrated. I picked Pat Shermer to be my coach of the year, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants won, but uh, I, I, I think pick the Cowboys for this but you can talk me yeah. off we still need to come to consensus before we lock in our picks later yeah for sure yeah for me obviously just real quick it just comes down to the fact that if the Cowboys are going to win how are they going to win because I don't see Zeke pounding 200 yards into the trenches against the Giants front so I just don't see how the Cowboys win but that's just my whole thing I just I did all the you know prognostication that I could and I don't see a score for the Cowboys that they win but Again, it'll be a close game. Uh, what else? What else? We go? So we got Texans at the Titans. So you mentioned that off the top with the weather. I think we both like the Titans in this one, but I mean, I know the Texans are favored. I think the spread is a little bit off to me. I don't get why the Texans are minus two traveling on the road in a division game to the Titans. Because usually when a spread is minus two for the road team, you always kind of have the tech on three points. So if they're playing at home, the Texans would be favored by minus five at the very least, which I think is a little bit ridiculous. I think these teams are very close. So I think there's uh, yeah something afoot with that line. I don't love the Texans. I mean, they couldn't get a pass rush on the Patriots, you know, middling offensive line. So I know the Titans O-line slightly better. And uh, yeah, no, I, I think the Titans win this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um Titans, they invested a lot in that offensive line, so it's quite beefy. They should be able yeah. to hold off that Texas Houston pass rush. Yeah. And uh, Mariota, even though he lost to Lenny Walker, I mean, I think he can still, uh, there's still enough weapons there that he can he can score enough points to win that game. Yeah, he's got that when John O. Smith guy that I'll talk about a little bit in my DraftKings. I'm really high on that guy. Uh, okay, so just winding down to the last few games. So we got, I think this is going to be the most exciting game of the week, especially if Big Ben plays. Kansas City going to Pittsburgh. So Marcus and I actually had an interesting discussion earlier today because we didn't know that our uh, our guy, and I say our guy in, like, in, in, in jest, obviously, Tyreek Hill, apparently his record was expunged or his the criminal case where he had that assault on his girlfriend from a couple of years ago that's been expunged and it's out of the court system or did, did I read that correctly? Um, yeah, that's what you sent me. So I don't really understand what expunged means, but I guess there's just not enough evidence or she recanted or she, or she doesn't but, want to testify or she got paid off for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I'm just to go paid forward, off. I guess. Yeah. 
So. Still despicable what he did, but I mean, not to digress there. So it may, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm, we said from podcast one, but we've always held that we're never going to roster Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still not gung ho but Tyreek Hill, but he is an offensive dynamo. Like the guy is just insane. So I think we both were leading chiefs, even though the Steelers are slightly favored in Vegas. I think the chiefs, I mean, if like the Steelers, I know they're at home, but they can't, Close the Browns down. I think the Chiefs win this one in a, probably a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm kind of wish-casting, hoping the Chiefs can win so the Steelers go down. Any any loss from Pittsburgh helps my Ravens uh, at the end of the day. So I'll be keeping yeah. the Chiefs on that week, this week. Anything to get to that, you know, Patriots-Ravens AFC Championship game? Yeah, that's the dream. That's the goal. Would, and, uh, it, if that's the AFC Championship, we'll just do a live episode in uh, Foxborough. Yeah. You, you mean in Baltimore? Well, maybe in Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> Wishful thinking. So, Dolphins at Jets, um, your AFC boys, East boys. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> you talk me into whatever here. The, the, these teams are just abysmal. Yeah, so like, who's the best of the worst? I think the, you know, I just took the Jets because they're at home. They showed some life against the Lions, who are supposedly have a good, decent defense. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Was it the Lions' defense that was not great, or was it the Jets' offense that was okay? Um, we'll find out this weekend, I guess. Yeah, and, and I think initially I picked the Dolphins, but the more I look at it, you know, it's two things working against each other. The Jets are on a short week because they just played Monday night. But then again, the Dolphins are traveling. And I always say divisional matchups, if I'm being consistent, like the Ravens and the Bengals, I pick the Bengals because they're at home, you know, then I should probably keep that same thing. And, you know, I think I agree with the Jets, take the Jets, but anything could happen in this game, honestly. Nothing would surprise me. Tannehill has two touchdowns to Kenny Stills. I would not be surprised. Exactly. So, Miami, gonna be... They had that weird game last week where it was like, four-hour delay as well. So, you know, that, that can kind of drain on you. You just have to be oh, ready true, and, true. and waiting for, like, those four hours. It's like a baseball game where yeah, so, there's a rain delay. I know baseball players always talk about, you know, they don't like those long delays. So I'm sure football players are not even used to that. So that might be something. Yeah, I think the game all in total was, like, seven-plus hours with the delay, right? Yeah, it was crazy. I think it was the last game to finish on DraftKings. Yeah, I remember it was, like, it ended, up, it ended before Monday Night Football. Yeah. Or sorry, that'd be for Sunday night football. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's the last game we have? There's two more games. The oh, two more games. Yeah. Vikings at Packers. I think that's going to be another good game for the week. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I guess it just comes down to his health. Yeah. But either yeah. way, I mean, he's he's got a knee sprain, so I don't think he'll be he'll be 100. percent Exactly. Yeah. So I think you know he's going to be hobbled at at best. Um, and I like the Vikings a lot. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. So. Uh, you know, I'm going to take them on there. They got to win on the road to get to the Super Bowl. They got to win those division games. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Vikings, I if the if the Vikings are going to make it to the Super Bowl, these are the games they have to win. I think go into Lambeau and win. I mean, if Mitch Trubisky could almost do it, I'm sure that there's a Vikings defense in front can do it. Exactly. Especially yeah. versus a Rodgers that I think at best he's probably seventy percent, and that yeah. pass rush is going to give him Fritz. Exactly. That's a best case is 70%. Yeah. And then speaking of Trubisky, the last game is um, Monday Night Football. We got the Seahawks traveling to Chicago. What do you got? 
I, again, I think the Bears are the better team. I just, again, I kind of maybe psychoanalyze a little too much, but I say the Bears are coming off, you know, a very emotional letdown game. Like they poured their hearts into that Sunday night football game, almost won in Lambeau. I think, you know, the team is young. The coach is young. I don't know if they are going to be emotionally let with the experienced coach and experienced quarterback come in and steal like a really dirty, you know, 19 to 16 kind of game. So I, I, I think I'm going against the, the, the grain. I, I like Seattle, the close one, but obviously I think the Bears are still a solid team. Yeah, it's a, that's another game that you can talk me into picking whatever. So, you know, I kind of defer to you in those situations. But off my top of my head, I thought the Bears. Um, they're a young team, though, so you're right. You know, they might be deflated after just basically giving that game away last week. Um, yeah. So that's that'd be my only concern with that is you know just being a young team, um, being able to handle what happened at the end of the game last week. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So those are our picks for the week. Yeah, those are our week two picks. So now for our main event, DraftKings. So we're gonna look at our daily fantasy. Where do you want to start off, Marcus? Yes, we got to start off where every team starts off at the quarterback position. A um, couple guys that I think might that are good value that'll open up a lot of space down on your roster with like cheap stacks and stuff is Case Keenum and Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, I love Tyrod to get those garbage yards. He's really good with his legs, and I think the Saints give up a lot of rushing yards to quarterbacks. So I think you know, you take Tyrod, you pair him with like. Uh, Jarvis Landry, and if you think the game script is going to go how it's supposed to go, pair him up with Duke Johnson, and uh, you got a pretty cheap stack. And uh, same with Case Keenum. Take him with Emmanuel Sanders, you take him with Demarius Thomas, and I think, you know, it, it saves up a lot of room to, um, to, uh, to pay up elsewhere. The Oakland Raiders got, got shredded last week, so I think uh, I'm going to take Case Keenum again. So Case Keenum, uh, I went to Nick Foles. I mean, it kills me to say this, but I, I was looking at Nick, Nick Foles' stats and his two starts in his career versus the Bucks. He's thrown for 677 yards, five touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns. And I don't have a lot of faith in the Bucks' defense, and Foles is off 10 days rest. I think Foles – a Foles-Aguilar-Earth stack – and then throw throw it back with Evans is pretty good. I think a lot of people are going to be overreacting to Week One Fitz Magic. I think the Foles will be overlooked because he had an abysmal Thursday night football game, which it seems like forever ago now, right? Yeah, people are going to forget about Foles for sure. People are going to forget about Foles, and I th- I really do think Foles is serviceable. I think he'll I think he'll come out, and I can see like a three hundred yard game. You get the bonus points in DraftKings. I can see like 305 yards. So, yeah, look at Foles. I like Foles a lot. So, what are the quarterbacks do you like? Like, I mean, there's the obvious. There's Ben Roethlisberger. Like we said earlier, his splits, home away splits are, are ridiculous. Like, he averages almost 10 points more per game at home. So, you know, we got to keep an eye on his injury, quote-unquote. But if if everything looks yeah. good on Saturday, you know, I'm going to lock him up. I'm going to... You, there's so many stacks you can do with that game. You know, you can go Roethlisberger with Antonio and Juju and then throw it back with whoever. 
he won on Kansas City. Like, it's just a crazy game. I think you could go a lot of ways with that game. But it's going to yeah. be highly owned, so... Um, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing, the thing. Is I, I love the game stack, but I almost think, do we fade that game, right? Yeah, for game theory, you know, it's, it's a good idea to fade it because, um, like you said, everyone's going to... You got to be... You need to have some risk. Be prepared to deal with the risk there because, you know, you're going to fade this game that everyone's taking. So, like, if the game hits, you're, you're, you're done. So you have to be willing to, to deal with that. But on the other hand, like there's so much potential that if that game doesn't live up to the hype, then you're, you're so much ahead of the field because it's going to be so highly owned. So, you know, yeah. it just depends on your risk tolerance. Like I'm quite high. Like I, I, I would take that risk all day. So, you know, I, I agree with you, you know, having some lineups that just completely fade that game and uh, hope, hope that it doesn't live up to the hype and then you're, you're way ahead with the rest of your lineup. Is that the biggest spread or like the biggest point differential? Yeah, I think it's the biggest total. total. Yeah, I think the three games are... 53.5 total, yeah. Yeah, and the second one is, I think, the Saints and the Browns. Yeah, that one's a 49 total. But then the third game, which is a, I think is a bit deceiving, is the Niners and the Lions, which is 48. I guess tied with a few other games, but at least... Colts are like, yeah, 48 too. Yeah, they're 48 as well. So that leads me to Jimmy G, you know. I think based on the spread, um, the Niners have the third or fourth highest implied total on the slate. Yeah. Um, Jimmy G, like Foles, didn't really do good last week. So, you know, he might want to be looking to bounce back, show, show he's worth that contract. And like Foles, I think he'll be, um, he'll be under-owned. So it's a, it's a sneaky spot, I think, for Jimmy G. And I, I, I will have some of him in my lineups. Yeah, no, I like that. I just don't, I don't know who to pair Jimmy G with because the guy, Marquise Goodwin, may not play. So what do you do? Do you go Jimmy G and and who? Kittle? You got to go Kittle. And then, um, you know, Pierre Garçon is, is still around. Jeez, oh, so Pierre Garçon. And then there's their, their, the rookie that they dra- drafted, Dante Pettis. So, you know, that's a uh, name to keep in mind. Um, yeah. Seeing, depending how Goodwin does, you know, Pettis could be some cheap cheap value and then he could he could he could hit if you want to pair him with jimmy g because yeah like you said there's there's not many pass catchers for him there no there isn't uh so and but on the other side talking about that game i like stafford again i like the idea because stafford to me is this no f's given kind of guy like he does not care he would just bomb it out all day all day long he might get four interceptions but we've seen the guy get you know five thousand yards games i love a stafford stack and i think galladay is going to be a little bit chalky i just can't pay up to marvin jones jr personally so um yeah so i think i like the idea of a full sorry stafford golden tate and uh galladay stack and then maybe throw it back with kittle yeah like you said um i think galladay is going to be pretty chalky and, like, I love Stafford, but I'm always picking the wrong receiver. Like, last week I took Marvin Jones when it was Golden Tate's week. And this week, you know, I'll probably take Golden Tate when it's Marvin Jones's week. So it's just, it's yeah. really, it's frustrating. I think this guy's right. Yeah, I can't pick the right uh, Detroit receiver, which is, which is kind of just puts you off the whole situation. But I agree, Stafford's in a good position yeah. to, uh, to hit value. And then just really quickly on my list, too, I like Alex Smith. Uh, 
you know, he's steady Eddie. You said off top that the Colts secondary is just garbage, and I agree. They're probably in the bottom five secondary. So I think Alex Smith will get enough throws off. I like Chris Thompson and uh, Jordan Reed stack. I don't know what wide receiver to go with, but I like the Thompson had the most targets last week, and he's a running back. And I feel like this is a game that we'll see him a lot more than we think. So I like I like Smith. And the last guy I'll quickly say before I turn over back to you, Marcus, is Brady. Just hear me out on Brady. I know it's the best defense in the NFL, arguably, next to the Vikings. But I just like Brady. Up with, with Gronk. I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to them, but I think one lineup of Brady, Gronk, and White or Hogan, that's some kind of combination. Yeah, I, th- I think this game is – and then throw it back of like D.D. Westbrook, who's going to be a target monster just to get some exposure because that game could be sneaky. Good, good. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady is timeless, so, you know, who am I to, to doubt him? You know, if you want to take Tom Brady any day of the week, just take him, and what can I say to that? Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, that game I don't love, but it's almost like, you know, like – I think I would be beside myself if Brady and Gronk went off and I didn't have that lineup, right? So I'd rather exactly. throw it in one GPP and it's, it is what it is. Yeah, like last week, like, you know, like it, sometimes I take Flacco just for the fun of it. And I yeah. didn't last week. And, you know, look at him. He went off last week. So, you know, you took him, but you paired him with some, some wrong guys. But, you know, it was a good pick. It's just, yeah, um, yeah I was, I was kind of kicking myself for not taking Flacco because I usually well, had, had a balling game. Yeah. He had a good game. Okay, running backs. Um, running back. Yeah, what do you have? You know, there's the chalky guys. You know, Gurley we talked about earlier. Gordon, you know, these are two guys that are in heavy, heavily favored games. Um, like you said, though, the, you know, the risk is that they, you know, the game is just out of hand by the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and how much run are these guys going to get? You know, Gordon versus Buffalo, Gurley versus Arizona. Um, you know, I think they'll do a lot of damage in the, in the snaps that they play. But are they going to pay off their salary? Gurley's 9,200 on DK. Um, Gordon, you know, is, is less, of course. But how much? How much? Um, how much? How many snaps are they going to get by the end of the game? Yeah, and really, with guys like Gurley, Kamara that are over 9K, you basically need three x, three and a half x at, at least from them, right? Yeah, like you want to at least get three. So you know, if they get 27 at a minimum, I think is what you want. And that's a big <laughs> ask. You know, they're they're good players, but. You know, that's still a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, for me, again, like I – right now I'm looking at, you know, having probably 40% exposure to Kamara. I, my favorite running back of the week is probably Delvin Cook. I'm not going to go full exposure on him, but I would say 60% at least, so over half. Look in the spot that he's in. Green Bay's run defense is not fantastic, but it's not awful, but it's – it's it's uh, I think it's going to get slightly – and I think Minnesota is going to try to play a very, you know, NSC North style game where it's on the ground in the trenches. And I like Dalvin Cook. He played 80% of the snaps last week and he was easing into it. So I like him a lot. And I like Chris Thompson a lot, like I talked about earlier. And then, yeah, I think the same guys Marcus talked about. Duke Johnson is one guy I never thought of. So that's actually kind of a cool. He gave me that tidbit because I never thought of Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think, you know, if the game goes how it's supposed to go, you know, he's, he's their pass catching back. So, um, I like Duke Johnson. Like similar, like you have that Thompson and uh, Alex Smith stack. I like Duke Johnson yeah. and Tyrod. I think it's kind of a similar kind of idea. And um, yeah, I think they could. Would you, do, would you do Breeze, Thomas, Duke Johnson? Yeah, I think I would. 
Yeah, I never thought of that. It's actually not bad because then Duke Johnson, yeah, because the spread's minus nine for Saints. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to get some. He's going to catch the ball. And um, I agree with you with Alvin Cook. You know, I was really high on him before the season started. I took him very early in our keeper league. I took him with my second round pick, which was 13th overall. So, you know, I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan, and I was very happy to see that the, he got a lot of the – he played a lot of the snaps on Sunday. So I think that continues. He's really underpriced for what he has the potential to do. So I'm with you there with mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's a guy that I think by week four, week five, like within three weeks, he's probably going to be like an 8K guy. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, that's what his price should be if he was not coming off like a serious injury. But he yeah. showed no, no signs of it last week. Minnesota showed no signs of like babying him. They gave him a full workload, so I'm pretty happy. And yeah, I agree with you. By a couple of weeks from now, he should be like an 8K kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other running backs you like? I um, mean, you know, I was thinking about Matt Breda, but again, it depends on game script. Like he got a lot of the rushes, and he got all of the all of the receiving um, targets because Alfred Morris is just not. He doesn't. He has stone hands. Like I could probably catch the ball better than him. So, you know, Breda, I like I like him if I'm going to do a Jimmy G stack. Like you said, like, who do you pair Jimmy G with? I think Kittle for sure. And then maybe take Breda, like like a quarterback, running back, tight end stack like yeah. you have with Smith. So, you know, it could be one of those kind of weeks where um, mm-hmm. just take some wide receivers that are not paired with your quarterback. Yeah, no, kind of like Brady White as well, too. That worked out well last week. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so wide receiver again. I think there's so many guys I liked. I think when I sent Marcus my list earlier today, he's like, "You got to trim this down, man. You got to trim this down." Yeah, we're gonna turn so our thirty-five like minute 20... podcast into like an hour. About yeah, guys. yeah. So wide receivers uh, for me, there's three guys that I absolutely love. I'll just talk about really quickly. Bunches, I like him because Olsen is out. I think he's gonna be a target monster, and Carolina's playing from behind. I love T.Y. Hilton. Same reason, target monster. Colts playing from behind, and Luck loves T.Y. Hilton. And then Antonio Brown, because Antonio Brown is the best receiver in football, and he always balls against the Chiefs. Chiefs without Marcus Peters, they are susceptible to being you know, lit up in the secondary. Yeah, Antonio Brown's splits with Le'Veon Bell out are, like, he, he, he averages a lot more points, like you said. Same with Funches without Olsen. Like, they're both, like, they're noticeably much better players without those two guys in, so I agree with you there. Um, Emmanuel Sanders I like a lot you know I like Case Keenum I don't know what, to, what else to say about that and I think Sanders working out of the slot um, you know Cooper Cup did the same thing on Monday night against Oakland and, and he had a very very good game so I think Emmanuel Sanders um, being being a target monster that he is I think you know he could have a really good game against Oakland um, Sammy Watkins may be a little bit underlooked with everyone going towards Tyreek Hill Antonio Brown, Juju, Juju, so you know that's a that's a high scoring game. And Sammy Watkins is always he's always capable of having those crazy games. Like three a year, this yeah. could be the one. It could be the one. You know, he's a speedster. I read that he played the most snaps, played ninety one percent of the snaps last week, more than uh, Tyree Kill even. So you know, if you're playing ninety one percent of your snaps on that high octane offense, you know, you're bound to go off one of these days. So why not this week? And then, of course, Julio, yeah. who's, uh, speaking of, like, going off once every five weeks, you know, he's a guy that always disappoints us, but his big, 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 big game last last year was against the Panthers. 
So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, maybe take a, a stab at Julio and see what he does. It was like a 300 yard game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a crazy game. I think we watched that game together. Or I think we did. Yeah. That's solid. Uh, tight end. So wrapping up now, tight end. Uh, again, I like Jonu Smith. Titans. <laughs> uh, I think you, again, Delaney Walker's out. I think Mariota loves his tight end, so I'm going to take a flyer on him and Kittle we talked about. Uh, and then the rest for me, just a mishmash. I like Reed, Ertz, and then I don't know, Jesse James or Vance McDonald. Who do you go with? I think Jesse James. I think he got more targets last week. And again, you know, if you want some cheap exposure to that game, you know, maybe take Jesse James. Maybe he vultures some touchdowns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it puts you ahead of people who took like some other guys in that game who don't get a touchdown. Any other tight ends you like? Um, Jared Cook, I think his price, because it was, um, the Monday night game, was the Monday night game? Yeah, yeah it was Monday night, it was so 10 o'clock game, yeah. DraftKings releases, um, releases, DraftKings makes these contests before the Monday night games are played, so, you know, Cook is still priced at his Monday, pre-Monday night football value, which is 3,600. Oh, good point. Which yeah. is crazy, I mean, he had 30 DraftKings points, and... He's going to be super chalk and he's going to be super, super high owned. But I mean, at 3,600 and he hasn't been uh, price corrected yet. So I think, you know, Jared Cook is the super chalk, but, you know, sometimes the chalk pays off like Connor last week. So, mm -hmm. I mean, how can you go wrong at 3,600 for a guy that had 12, 12 catches? So yeah. 180 was, yards and not even a touchdown. So it was all volume based. It was not like a fluky touchdown that gave him all this points. So it hasn't been corrected yet. I think by next week he should be like, 5K kind of guy. And the Broncos historically are not the greatest versus tight ends. Exactly, because their quarterbacks are pretty good. So, you know, if you want to attack them, you kind of go for the tight end. Yeah. Uh, so just closing up defense, for me, again, I, I, I struggle with defense because I like, I like the Saints defense with the Camara stack even. But I like the Vikings. I don't think there's going to be another time this year where the Vikings defense is under 3K on DraftKings. So I think it's like 2,600 on DraftKings, yeah. which I think is absolutely crazy. I, I Give me the Vikings defense all day long for 2,600. Yeah. So that's dirt cheap. Uh, pair, pair, pair it up with Calvin, uh, Dalvin Cook. Good correlation. That's my favorite defense of the week is the Vikings. Yeah, they got that uh, Aaron Rodgers respect built into that pricing where they depressed it a lot. But you know, Aaron Rodgers, like we said, is not... 100%. So the Vikings for sure could do some damage to him. Yep. Um, I like the Chargers against Buffalo. You know, why not just keep beating up on Buffalo? I think they're the worst team in the league. Paired the Chargers up with uh, Melvin Gordon. Even if Melvin Gordon pays, plays three quarters at 7,200, I believe he is, it should, uh, mm -hmm. he should he should do enough in those three quarters that he pays off. Um, yeah, and he's, he's at a good price. He's under 8K, so. Exactly. And the Broncos... At home versus Oakland. I mean, Oakland looked kind of pitiful, to be honest. I don't know what happened to Cooper. Um, Jared Cook was the only guy that showed any life at all. And, you know, if you want to take the Broncos, maybe going back to some running backs like Philip Lindsay, he's really cheap. And he's in a, basically a timeshare. And he's looked like the better back. So, you know, if you want to take Philip Lindsay with the Broncos, that could be a pretty good combo. And um, yeah, I, I took the Jets. I don't know why. I think they're they're a cheap defense. It's just one of my gut calls. You know, I'm Mike Tomlin-ing it here with my belly fire. But I feel like, you know, <laughs> the Jets at home versus the Dolphins, I don't really respect the Dolphins that much. I think the Jets are better. So, you know, 
uh, they're pretty cheap. So if I if I'm struggling to make salary for some other guys, and I need a cheap defense, I think I'll go for the Jets. But you know, you make a compelling point for the Vikings, so might have to rethink some of those. Yeah, I just like the Vikings again because their their pass rush is gonna, you know, he's gonna keep Aaron Rodgers running out of the pocket all day with whatever running ability he has with that one leg. Exactly. So, yeah, if the Vikings are that cheap, then uh, I probably didn't even look. I just assumed they'd be near the top. Yeah, well, that's what I was surprised. Twenty six hundred—that's that's bargain bin defense almost, right? Yeah. The, the bottom sure. is two thousand, so it's not a big step up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, these are our, our week two kind of picks for for daily fantasy for DraftKings. Uh, of course, follow us on Instagram because on Sunday morning we're going to send you some some more you know sneaky picks. We're going to do some more research, more practice reports. I think we'll get a better idea Sunday morning. And uh, we'll send you some updates. I think by then we'll have injury news on Big Ben. Yeah, of course, Marquise Goodwin with the grapple stack would change things a lot because if Goodwin's playing, I'm teeing up Jimmy GQ. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Sunday morning. We'll send you more. And uh, thanks for listening. And good luck on your week two picks and your week two daily fantasy. And hope to talk to you next week and you can share your winnings with us. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later. All right, take care, everyone.